Welcome to the Design a Life You Love show. This is your spot if you want to grow and learn how to make your life feel better. Utilizing a blend of faith and science with lots of real talk to bring you real solutions. If you're a busy bee yearning to jump off of that chaotic hamster wheel so you can become more focused and intentional with a life full of greater purpose, peace, and joy, this is your place. Maybe you're looking for more freedom in your schedule, to increase your net worth, to successfully lose and keep weight off, taking better care of yourself, or you just need the right tools, strategies, or mindset to help you with your financial, fitness, faith, or relationship goals. You're going to need a lot of grace and a little support and action. Hi, I'm Michelle Rohde, and I'm a licensed financial advisor, best-selling author, and certified coach. My passion is inspiring and teaching you how to get from where you are to where you want to be in any and all areas of your life. I'm here to throw you that life preserver and show you the way out of your status quo, how to hit that pause button, step out of the rat race, and design the life of your dreams with practical action steps they don't teach you in school. These are the strategies, tips, and tools the top 1% most successful people on the planet use to love their lives by their design, co-created with God and lots of His grace. I cannot wait to share how exactly to do that with you in the coming episodes, because grace will take you places hustling cannot. Let's do this. Hey, Happy New Year. I hope it's off to a really great start for you. And with it being uh, the new year, it's the perfect time to talk about New Year's resolutions. And I know there are people who either love them or hate them. And uh, it is it is really a divided camp. So there's the people that talk about um, their New Year's resolutions and set them every year. And then there's the other group um, who don't believe in them. Um, but for either situation, um, I want to talk about how to make them actually come true for you and help you get to where you're setting those and accomplishing them. And who wouldn't want that, no matter which side of the fence you're on? Um, I want to unpack that today and give you some real practical tips and um, just the science behind it, um, you know, to help you shift your mindset and your perspective and do some different things so you can get some different results, right? So that's what we're going to do today. And, you know, so let's talk about the people that set New Year's resolutions consistently every single year. Well, the sad fact is, and I'm sure maybe you've heard this by now, but 90% of those people by February have either given up on their New Year's resolution, um, forgotten about it, or uh, didn't achieve the goal. And that's sad. And it doesn't have to be that way. There are people who are good at their New Year's resolutions, um, setting them the right kind of goals and seeing them through. And that's what I want for you. And it can be done. You just have to know what to do differently. And that that's all it is to it. You don't know what you don't know. So here you are today to learn something new, hopefully, and um, maybe have at least one good takeaway so you can see some difference in your life. And that's what it's all about. And then there's that other camp I was talking about who uh, maybe doesn't set New Year's resolutions. So they don't have to worry about failing, right? Um, or... You know, and maybe that was the case. Maybe they set New Year's resolutions time before and they got burned. They didn't come 
to pass. And so they're like, forget this. I'm not going to do that. That was stupid. Um, you know, that's the the definition of an insanity is when you repeat the same thing over and over. And so who wants to, you know, go through that and beat themselves up and, and feel bad about something um, that's not going right again and again? You're not going to keep putting your hand to the fire. So, or, or maybe they thought they were dumb to begin with, stupid or childish or whatever. And so they didn't participate. Um, but like I said, um, maybe I can change some minds if you have a different way to think about them. <clears throat> and truthfully, New Year's resolutions are just goals. They're goals that happen to happen, you know, usually between December 31st and the end of, end of January. If you happen to be goal setting during that time frame, we just call them New Year's resolutions. And if you're goal setting any other time of year, it's called goal setting. <laughs> so I want to help you get better at the goal setting. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And for me personally, I love New Year's resolutions. I always set them. And and I don't think this is true just for me. I, I think it's undeniable. You can, you can sense the energy that's in the air at the beginning or end of a year. And it's probably because, you know, we're, you're closing one chapter, hopefully looking back at it with some gratitude and then looking forward to the new year, which is exciting. You know, it's a fresh start. It's a blank page in a new chapter. And, um, that mystery, that unknown offers a lot of possibility. That's just really exciting. And, and it's a good time to take advantage of that. And it just so happens a lot of people who work may have a few extra days off at that time. So why not take advantage of utilizing that open space to design a life you love? And so here are some things, you know, to think about. Um, and, and one of the ways that I look at New Year's resolutions differently isn't so much in the cliched sense, you know, where people say, New Year, New Me. Um, I, for me, it's more about having awareness. It's about awareness of what is and what isn't working, awareness of our situations that we have been in, our habits, and our traits, good or bad. And, you know, we have habits that create our situations, and we have traits that uh, make it either easier or harder for us to establish those habits. And hey, I mean, if we were perfect and had it all figured out, Jesus probably would have said, time's up, mission complete, I'm calling you home. You're ready for, you know, perfection up here. But we're not perfect and we'll never be perfect on this side of things. So, of course, you don't want to beat yourself up about, you know, your bad habits or your bad traits. You just want to have awareness. Just look at the situation with honesty. Love yourself where you are because, hey, your attitude affects everything. And, a quote that I heard a long time ago that I really love is that gratitude is the rich soil that your future is planted in. So how beautiful is that? You know, just having an attitude of gratitude really can start to shift your future. And it, it can be as simple as that, is just starting to focus more on the things you're grateful for versus the things that you're not. So if that's all you do and all you take away from it and actually create that habit of writing down your gratitudes, that would be huge for you. And maybe you already do that and that's great and you can um, expand on that with some information today. So how do you set better goals and achieve them 
um, with, with more speed and accuracy and more frequently. So there's some questions you want to ask yourself when you're goal setting. And you want to take a moment, um, set some time aside for yourself. You know, you want to add yourself to your own calendar. And this is so important. This is a huge tip with um, any kind of success you want to see is making sure you're on your own calendar. You know, you've got everybody else on your calendar, probably doctors, um, teacher, conference appointments, uh, clients, whatnot. But are you on your own calendar? Have you carved out time for you to work on what's important to you? You absolutely should do that. So carve out some time to ask yourself these questions and actually write down the answers because none of this works if you're not actually going to do it. So please be sure to actually take action and do these things. So number one, ask yourself how far you've come or look at how far you've come and give yourself some props for that. We have overcome a lot. I can promise you, no matter who you are, you have probably been through some stuff. And you are amazing for overcoming that, getting through that. And just take a moment to appreciate the that you survived. And that's huge in and of itself. You can take lessons from that. You learned a lot about yourself from that. And you can carry it into the, other, into the future and, and, you know... Um, take those lessons with you in the next challenge that you have. And then second, what or who uh, were you unhappy with? Think about those situations that didn't go well. What made you uncomfortable or frustrated? Just jot those down. Doesn't mean you need to have the solution yet. Just, Just have that awareness, like I said. Next question, what would you like to experience? So we're flipping the script. And now we're saying, you know, we're done with thinking about what didn't go well. What do you want to have happen? Who do you want to be in the new year? What, what experiences do you want to have? You know, what, how do you want to be remembered? And this doesn't need to be like on a grandiose scale, although if that's the calling in your heart, that's fine. But it could just be who, who do you want your spouse or your kids or your siblings or your friends to remember you as? Who do you want to be? And then what memories do you want to make? Such a good question that really helps you to goal set, to create those goals if you don't have any. And then what do you need to improve upon? What skills, knowledge are you lacking that you need in order to accomplish some of those goals that maybe you've now just created? And then what do you need to let go of? What bad habits or patterns or thoughts, situations, relationships, is it time to say goodbye to. Again, you don't need to know how. Just go ahead and write down what those things are though. Then you want to think about lastly, you know, you want to ending on a, on a positive, inspirational, beautiful note, you know, rather than thinking about that last question, you know, maybe something that causes you some stress about what you need to let go of and not knowing maybe how you're going to do that yet. Um, but last question to ask yourself is, Uh, or to consider is all of your blessings. Think on all of your blessings currently and in the last year, things you're grateful for, and then beautiful memories that you have, and then jot those down. And just doing these things is, is so impactful for so many different reasons. I mean, it gets you in a really good practice of reflection and, um, 
this is what business, good business owners do when they do their business plans. They reflect on their last year. What went well? What didn't? You know, in a real rational way, not in a beat yourself up sort of way so that you can improve and then continue the things that did go well. And, um, you know, so that's one aspect of it. And then making sure your goals are more meaningful when you do an exercise like this rather than shallow and surface level, you know, it really gets to the heart of things. And then practicing that attitude of gratitude, you know, writing down things you're grateful for is, I mean, there have been so many studies you can't even deny it anymore that writing down things you're grateful for changes your reality because it changes your brain patterns. It really shifts your focus and you start identifying more things um, that you uh, want to appreciate, that you already appreciate, you know. And who doesn't want that, like I said? So just really great things to do right there all by themselves. And I also want to say, you know, having New Year's resolutions isn't bad or broken. It's what you can choose to do if you just simply want to improve yourself and your life. And you don't need to wait until today or tomorrow for that awareness or for a new year. But why not take advantage of the positive energy that's in the air during that season, during a new year? It's ripe for change. And so absolutely, I wouldn't say, you know, that it's cliche or it's childish or it's broken or it's stupid, doesn't work. It absolutely works. It's just goal setting and it's taking advantage of, you know, the the timing of the excitement of a new year and that you may actually have a little extra time on your hand to accomplish that. And so when was the last time you did something like that for yourself? It really is a gift. And I hope it was today. And I hope you can can, uh, continue to do this and you just keep improving and improving. And some more practical action steps I want to leave you with on this is when you are goal setting or setting those New Year's resolutions, whatever you want to call it, is... When you finally do have those goals down on paper, you want to analyze them a little bit. So you want to think about what's the why behind it. Why do you want to accomplish that goal? And if you can move from your head down into your heart on this process, when you feel it in your gut, like the butterflies, or you feel the emotion well up into your throat, you know, you get a little choked up. That's how you know you have the right kind of why. One that is going to be the fuel to your fire when you start to burn out a little bit because with achieving goals it's more about discipline than it is about motivation because motivation and inspiration can be temporary it can wear off like for example like the new year you know it fades by february <laughs> and so it's we know it's going to fizzle and then so how do you keep going how do you for example if you're trying to lose weight and you need to exercise how do you keep getting out of bed early in the morning It's having a why that pulls you out. It's like a magnet, a strong magnet. And it's going to be tied to emotion is kind of the secret ingredient. You know, emotions drive us. They kind of affect the actions we do or we don't take. So if you can tie your goal to a really strong and potentially positive emotion, that's going to pull you towards your goal and be, like I said, that fuel to your fire that you need. It's it's going to create the, the new fire you need when the other one burns out. 
this will be the one that helps you to create the discipline and then eventually the habits. And then once your brain has established those new neuro pathways for those habits, then it becomes more automatic and you don't have to run off of, of either of these things too much. But if you can kind of just, when you have that understanding of, hey, in the beginning, I'm just going to be flat excited about this goal and energized. And then I know that's going to wear off. And then I need to start digging deep and thinking about my why. And, and hopefully that's a really big, powerful one. So for an example, maybe you find out when you're doing your why on one of your goals, if it's weight loss, it's just a popular one. It's one of the top goals. Number one goals is weight loss. And, um, if that happens to be your goal and you determine that your why is because you want to lose this weight so that you have better, um, heart health, you know, longer, um, life expectancy because, you know, digging deeper, cause that's not deep enough. That, that still fills in your head, right? The thing that's going to choke you up is maybe you, you figure out the reason why you want to live a long life is because you want to walk your daughter down the aisle. Ooh, there's the good stuff. Now you're choked up, right? That's your why. That's when you know you've got to the sweet spot, right? When you feel that shift from that gold from being up in your head, you know, real logical and practical and then dropping down into that strong emotion. Okay, so you found your second fire. And then, you know, that'll take you um, through, you know, the couple of months it takes to establish a new habit. And then after that habit becomes second nature, that's like, you know, the example of when you're driving home from work and you don't remember how you got home because your your body is so on autopilot. It, it's practically like you're, um, you're just subconsciously driving your vehicle. It's like breathing and you don't have to think about it anymore. And then hopefully that's what exercise would feel like for you if it wasn't feeling so comfortable in the beginning um, after you've created that that new habit. So that's, those are the, the steps to understand and be aware of in the goal setting process that hopefully, you know, helps you sustain the, the process of achieving your goal. It takes a minute, it takes a while. And, and just knowing how not to fizzle out is huge. So I hope that helps. And then two other things I wanted to mention that I always do, and that I know a lot of other successful people do is, um, two other practices. And and what I want to also add here is that I do see a lot of different types of people through my work. And so my bread and butter business, um, I'm a self-employed financial advisor. And so I see all walks of life. I help the people who um, live paycheck to paycheck, you know, poverty mentality. For generations, they've been stuck living in the same situation, status quo, right? And then I, I see the other end of it um, to a much greater degree. You know, I, I serve a small number of those clients, but I serve a greater number of wealthy clients <clears throat> because they have um, a greater need. Um, that Their wealth is growing and, and they have problems to solve. You know, the paycheck to paycheck people, that they usually burn through their money and they're not clients very long. So that's the unfortunate side of it. But I've been able to help some of those. I've been able to bridge the gap through coaching. That's what led me to want to become a coach is to learn how to help these people move out of those limiting beliefs and into some of these other categories, you know, from poverty to at least blue collar and then blue collar to white collar and then white collar to wealthy generational wealth so that they can start helping their local community by 
um, charitably giving to local organizations and really great, positive, impactful things. So that was kind of, you know, my deep why, right? So that I could help people overcome these generational challenges, so to speak. And it is huge for what I've learned. I'm seeing the different mindsets between the two different groups on one end of each spectrum that I wanted to share with you. The difference between the two, and and I just want to look at the side that could be arguably said is is more successful is is the wealthy end of the expe- of the of that spectrum. But I want to divide it out because there's obviously the wealthy um, who may be greedy and miserable, and then there's the wealthy people who are fulfilled and um, you know at peace and doing a lot of good for the world. And I want to focus on that end. So I'm interested in that group. I'm interested in emulating that group and helping other people to achieve that because it feels good and they're doing good, right? And you can't go wrong with that combination. So what are they doing differently? What I've noticed that they have in common when it comes to setting goals and achieving them is that they have a different mindset than the, than the poverty group or the groups below them. They have a different mindset they have different knowledge, completely different knowledge. And with different knowledge, you have a different way of looking at things. And then, you know, different experiences because of that knowledge or because they've had different experiences, they now have different knowledge. And with that, they've created different rituals and habits. You know, and it, you know what comes first, the chicken or the egg? It, it's different probably for each person, you know. They may have had different habits that led them to find different knowledge or They may have um, had access to different knowledge that led them to have different habits. But all in all, those components are there for every one of those people in that category that are feeling good and doing good. And I mean to a great degree, wealthy, healthy, and happy. Yeah. And so two rituals I want to share to tie this all up that I would add in addition to, you know, to summarize all this today, the New Year's resolutions, how to actually achieve them, is asking yourself those questions we went over earlier, actually doing that work, writing down the goals, then looking at your intention with those goals, your why, what's behind it, the emotion tied to it. And then the third thing is bringing those goals out off of the paper and into your life. And one of the best ways I know how to do that that these other groups, uh, that this other group in particular also does is with a vision board. And there's a lot, you can call it a vision board or you can call it sticky notes on your mirror. There's a lot of different ways to accomplish it and, or call it different things and it's doing the same thing. So um, it goes by many names is what I'm trying to say. And what it is is just visualizing your goals on a more frequent basis in a positive light. So not attaching some negative emotion to it like, oh, I don't want to do this or I'm no good at this or, you know, any of that negative self-talk, that's definitely not going to help you get there. So having positive goals, you know, visualizing it in a positive way as many times as you can throughout the day and the week especially if you do it with a vision board. You know, it's one of the things I love to do the most. I just... Love it when I get to teach my vision board workshops or do my online vision board work uh, course because what we do is we don't just go find a bunch of pretty pictures 
um, and put them on a board and decorate it, which is the, the, arguably the funnest part. I love doing that. Yes, don't get me wrong. But in order for it to make it to make it work like anything else is doing the proper planning and pre-work, right? Because we want to make sure these things actually happen and they stick and that we don't burn out or we're not chasing after the wrong thing and wasting years of our life chasing after something that's not going to give us fulfillment in the end, right? And so doing a vision board the right way by doing this goal setting the right way, like we talked about and tying faith and science together is what's going to make these things work for you. And so when you're, you're visualizing your goal frequently and you're, you're bringing God into the equation, you're going to have better success. And so the, my last example is going to really show you how that's done or um, detail that a little bit further. And it's, it pertains to finding your word of the year, but doing it a little differently. So in case you haven't heard what the word of the year is, it's basically choosing a word that kind of defines the, the theme for your coming year. So the idea is, is, you know, around the same time you're choosing your New Year's resolutions, you should start thinking about what your word of the year is going to be for the coming year. And traditionally, I think uh, the majority, you know, mainstream has just kind of decided what their word is going to be on their own. You know, maybe you're thinking about what you lacked in the previous year and what you want to bring in, um, feel more of, or do more of, or um, experience, or you know, certain words that'll empower you. Um, and and just simply put, a lot of times people choose their own words. But the way that um, I've seen it have a lot more success, a lot more meaning and depth is when you do it not on your own and you let God choose your word. And I'll have another podcast episode where I go very deep and specific on how um, this process works. But I just wanted to touch on the fact that this is one of the other components of goal setting and, and making sure that you're on the right path and then achieving those goals that are meant for you. And, um, and, and at the core, it's about realizing that we, that just that we're not in control and that we actually have our lives turn out so much better when we realize that God knows better than we do and that he wants better than we could possibly want or dream for ourselves. And if we can just, you know, release some of that control and surrender and trust some things that are very hard for some people, but worthy, so worthy of learning and growing into, um, but, you know, letting God um, speak to you and reveal, you know, kind of in a love letter sort of way, like whisper to you, this is what I want for you, my precious child. And then not knowing even maybe your understanding when you find your word uh, by reading scripture and a couple of other ways and it getting confirmed that this is your word and then just being excited and wondering how it might unfold and it exceeding your expectations by the end of that year is just a really precious gift from God. So I wanted to mention that and I think that just ties it all together. Um, the whole process really should have that underlying theme when we're setting our New Year's resolutions is 
you know, what is God's will for our life? And knowing that whatever that answer is, is much better than anything we could possibly come up with. And making sure that our goals have that kind of depth so that we can run that marathon, not that sprint. And including the the practical tools like asking yourselves those questions that we went over earlier and then having the vision board or the reminders posted visually where you can see them as often as possible and then having your your theme of the year your word of the year all these little things just help make it easier to achieve your goal and it feels better and why not do that so I hope this was helpful to you I hope there is um, a few points in there that will help you be more successful at setting new year's resolutions good ones and then achieving them so we, we know we want to um, feel good and do good, and, and I think this will help you accomplish that. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Hey, be sure to hang out with me in the other spots like Instagram, Facebook, and my website, michellerody.org where you'll find my planner, books, my blog, courses, and so much more to empower you to take your life to the next level. Let's do this.